Welcome to the Confident Couples Podcast, episode 33. Entertaining as a couple can be overwhelming and stressful, at least for me. Today, we're fresh off our biggest party of the year, and we're talking about what we've learned about doing it together. Let's get to it. I need a vacation from our weekend. Oh my God. So tired today. Thank God it's Monday, so you can take the day off, right? Not take the day off. So it's work? I will say work is a little bit less work than what we actually did this weekend. It's true. Which was? Hosted our annual party. Our annual Well, it's becoming an annual party. party. This is like the sixth year we've done it. It's definitely an annual party. Yeah. Trending. (laughs) So that's what we're talking about today is... A topic that kind of came to us as we were cleaning up all sorts of stuff on Sunday afternoon, we were like, you know what? We're kind of getting down this hosting a party thing as a couple and kind of still totally screwing it up. So this might be a really interesting topic to talk about on the podcast this week. Here we are. Ripping it right away. I enjoyed it. I thought we'd always host a good party. I think we have a good time. I think Sarah scrunches her nose. It's like, eh. I always think that there's something that could have gone better or something that could have been prettier or something that would have been more awesome that well, I wish we would have done differently, but that's probably just my personality. Well, let's start with this. So hosting a party, people over, no matter how many people are coming, there is effort that goes into preparing the home Getting it, you know, cleanliness, Mm -hmm. making sure you flushed the toilet in the guest bathroom. Did I not? Things like that. I always get worried that we don't. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I get more worried that we're going to go to the bathroom (laughs) with the door open by accident. There's those, you know, because we're in our own house. Yep. And that's what we always do in our own house. And sometimes we forget. So there's a lot of effort that goes into like, Preparing the food or, you know, getting the house ready or moving furniture around in this case because we have to get everything ready out front for watching golf. And I think that we do a pretty good job of, like, getting a rhythm and knowing what we're doing together around that. Well, I think that's also because we've thrown this same party now six years in a row, which makes it a lot easier. So to explain, our annual party is outside watching golf because we live on a golf course and there's a big golf tournament that goes on one time a summer and it's been here for all these years in a row and so what started as a housewarming party for us the first year we lived here we decided to just keep doing every time that this same golf tournament comes back around so it's fun we have people over and we watch golf out on the lawn and drink beer and eat hot dogs and I think it's pretty fun. And we usually get really lucky with the weather. So we just get to hang out outside and enjoy summer weather together. So that's our annual party. And it's like drop in if you want to. We don't send an invite out, walking by, grab a drink on the way by or a beer on the way by. It's fairly informal. And that's what th- makes it fun. That's also, I think, what makes it tolerable for me to help put on. Because I stress out so much about this casual party where we just serve hot dogs that... 50 hot dogs this year. 
like <laughs> three or four bags of chips and then uh, friends and people who come always kick in and bring more stuff too. Yes, that's so helpful. So if I can stress out to that level about cooking hot dogs and what is basically a potluck, we cannot make this any fancier. <laughs> and I recognize that this is my issue and that you are great about throwing parties and having people over and being really chill about it's just going to be what it is. And these are our friends and they will enjoy themselves no matter what. And everything's fine. And I'm like, everything's going to be a disaster. Jet is going to get loose. We're going to lose her. We're not going to have enough food or beer. People are going to think our hot dogs are really low brow. I'm not going to have enough variety of things that people that are eating healthy want to eat. And I've got like all of these thoughts about why it's going to be terrible. I don't remember where I was going with that. Because I'm stressed out again. You just saying that all these terrible things are going to happen and just being worried about all those terrible things over and over and over again. And I'm like, these hot dogs are going to be great. Everybody's going to love them. I love how lowbrow and chill it is. We're going to be able to just sit outside and drink beer. I've got plenty of beer. I have like 500 beers here. Like we can't we still run out have of beer. 300 beers here. And like there's plenty of ice. It's going to be cold. The weather's going to be perfect. We're going to have fun. We're not going to lose Jetta. She won't go anywhere because there's too many crumbs and treats on the ground. She's going to be scavenging the whole day in the yard. <laughs> you know, there's, you know, she, we've never lost her. She's never run away from us. Knock on wood. So, like, just a different attitude. I think here encapsulates the microcosm of the party. It's like, should, the question was proposed by Sarah to me. At 12.37, while I'm in the shower, party starts at 1, and it was, hey, should we put the chips in something other than the bag? And I'm like... Because I'm worried, like, is is it lowbrow to offer chips that are in a bag as opposed to, like, in a pretty bowl instead? And I proposed a question back, and I said, have you gone away from a party thinking, oh, my God... They presented their little salty treats in such a amazing way. I love the plated salty snacks and the way it was looked and the bowls that they were in. Just stunning presentation of potato chips. And I said, first of all, no, I've never been stunned by anyone's presentation of potato chips. But second, I said, you know what? I think that's the wrong question. I think you should ask me the opposite. Meaning, have you ever been offended that somebody just left a bag of potato chips out for you to grab from? Which the answer is no. So guess what? (laughs) Potato chips stayed in the bag. No. You know where this problem (laughs) comes from, though, don't you? I do. I'm going to make you say it, though. So here's my story. I grew up in a family where serving potato chips out of the bag was totally fine. And when we had specifically... This is my conversation around taco night. So growing up at my house, when we had taco night, just with our family, my parents, my older brother and me, we had delicious tacos. But the way we put them together is you threw the tortillas on the counter in the bag. You pull the tortilla out. You grab some shredded lettuce out of the shredded lettuce bag. You put some meat on top and maybe some salsa and Oh, and some shredded cheese from the pre-shredded bag. And that was dinner. And I thought it was fabulous. Then it was fabulous. I totally agree with that. 
But then I went over to Bud's house for the very first time for taco night. And his mom is the greatest hostess you will ever meet in your life. And everything is always beautiful. And so I walk into my very first taco night at Bud's house and there are not one, but two kinds of tortillas. They've been individually warmed and they're in like the proper little tortilla <laughs> container. Corn and flour. Then there's like two kinds of meat and those are on the stove top. Then there are all the toppings you've ever seen in your whole life for tacos. And they are all like removed from the cans. Wrapped and put into a yes. little serving dish. There are all these dishes that are divided. <laughs> and like, so there's a divided dish with tomatoes and onions and lettuce. And there's little tongs that you use to like remove them and put them on your tacos. And there's refried beans and there's kidney beans. And there's three kinds of cheese. And everything is in its pretty little dish. And the table has been set. And there's placemats and like all sorts of stuff. And I was like, where am I? And so now every time I serve anything straight out of the bag that it came from the grocery store, I'm like, this isn't good enough. And I'm like, has anybody stood there and hated washing dishes in those little ass bowls? Yes. The answer to that is yes. Yes. No one likes doing dishes. Nobody likes doing that. So why am I going to put myself through that? Guess what? I'm not. And when I went to go pick up food the mom made for this party, I left the serving dishes there. It was like, we're not putting this out. Oh my gosh, she was going to send more serving dishes? Oh, you hid that from me. I left that guacamole pig thing that's like weighs 12 pounds. That was the one thing I remember right now that I left. It's like the guacamole in the Tupperware will be just fine. Uh, so that's where my issue of presentation comes from, not because anyone's ever told me my presentation is not good enough, but I've just seen what it could be. So that just adds that's to crazy, my Tom. entertaining stress. Anytime we have people over here, I have to find 10 more bowls to put things <laughs> in. I don't even own that many bowls. We have like 70 crockpots, though. We do not. Yeah, we do. We have the three downstairs that Grandma bought us that we've never used I hope she doesn't listen to this. We haven't had a party where we've needed past the three we have opened already. (laughs) It's not that we haven't. We just haven't found the opportunity to make seven. We need to make our own chili cook-off. And three kinds of chili? No, we would have six. We have six crackpots. We... As if I could figure out how to make six kinds of chili on time before people showed up here. Well, that's one of no. them would be doctored Wendy's chili. So that's a checkbox for me. That's my Wendy's contribution to the party. Awesome. Yep. I feel like we've gotten off the rails. Oh, I'm just trying to set the <laughs> set the <laughs> stage <laughs> for the level of stress that I put myself through and the level of chill that you experience. Now, okay, question for you. Do you experience this level of chill because you know how stressed out I am and you're hiding if you have any stress? Are you really like, everything's fine. This is great. We're all fabulous. Everything's fine. This is great. We're all fabulous. And if we have any friends who judge us for that, we do not place all our toppings and (laughs) chips into a special bowl, then they should no longer come to the party anymore. (laughs) So... I just don't get all worried about it. If the whole concept, the whole core belief around having a party and hosting friends at your house is to host your friends, 
not to create all this stress around how your food is plated or if your serving looks like it came right out of a magazine. It is about to host your friends and enjoy the fellowship of hanging out with your friends. Joanna Gaines would never serve hot dogs in a crock pot. Joanna Gaines also has like a fleet of people that produce that show that make everything and she walks in. She's the talent. (laughs) The talent shows up and produces the talent, not actually handcrafts. You remember when we went to baking school and that poor, those poor sous chefs measured everything for you? That was awesome. Little by little by little. That's what Joanna Gans says. She has like 45 people that are pre-cutting all this stuff, and she shows up, and it's just done for her. You don't have to worry about it. So sure. I think but that, there are great that, entertainers out there without a staff. There and I'm are. not one of them. Well, and I just say you don't need to be one of them because that's not for me what it's about. So that's my, you asked me how I felt. For me, that's not what it's about for me. It's about having fun and fellowship with friends. That's it. If all else is, like when we always try some crazy, most of the time, this is the only party where you don't try some kind of crazy new recipe. Oh, oh. Hang on. Yes. So this is a surefire way to stress out. <laughs> do you get stressed about this or just me? I get nervous and I get nervous, not stressed because I always remind myself that pizza is always open. Oh my gosh. So Bud's favorite thing to do is if he finds like a really obscure cut of meat or we used to buy like a quarter share of a beef. So we would get some like 12 pounds of pork butt raw and I had no idea how to cook two years ago for this. And I brined it in a beer cooler the night before. It was like, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. He decides to get like... (laughs) super industrious when we're going to have people over because he's like well why bother to make a really complicated recipe like this just for us so he decides well when we're going to have 20 people that need to be fed that's the time to try a new recipe like that's a good idea that that really stresses me out that it's that's a surefire way to stress but i always just remind myself you know what pizza is always an option it's inedible (laughs) we will throw it out we will order pizza and it will be here in no time So enough about our uh, stress. This is a relationship podcast. And the point of this episode is to talk about couples managing entertaining together. So there are some things we have learned through six years of doing the same party over and over, plus hosting the occasional Thanksgiving or Easter or friends over for something else. So Let's talk about some things that we've learned, and hopefully you can take away from this more than just putting potato chips in a bowl instead of the bag. (laughs) Good things we do. I think that we have clear defined roles. I think we do a good job of, as much as that may be a taboo comment to make right now about relationship, you know, clear gender roles or whatever. It's It's not not gender roles. It's like roles. roles in getting ready for the party. So I do things for this, we can stick on this party, like I do all the stuff outside to move most most or all the furniture around. We both jointly help set the menu and what we're going to order, what we're going to get from the grocery store. This time you, you did a lion's share of the cooking as I was doing most of the setup. I got all the beer ready. I brought stuff home. I mostly, since I'm the one that's picky about what the house looks like, that usually falls on me. 
to run around and pick stuff up, though I acknowledge and appreciate you for not having stuff everywhere because you know how much that stresses me out. But since it's my standards that have to be met for tidiness around the house, I do take that upon myself to do the cleaning. I manage Jetta. She's my little party buddy. Yes. Because there were times I was like, we need to just shut her in her room. I don't do that. She keeps running outside. That is not cool. She sat with me all day long. So I think that that's something that actually has just kind of happened through the years of doing the same party. But it's something that I would definitely recommend to couples. If you're throwing a dinner party or entertaining together, talk about what each of you is going to take care of. Maybe make a list of everything that needs to be done and actually kind of assign it out. You're going to take care of drinks. I'm going to take care of making the main dish. My mom's going to bring this. Our friend is going to bring that for us. Just thinking about that and actually planning who's going to do what, I think can really help you to get along because there's no miscommunications when something doesn't get done about who was supposed to do it and who said they would if it's written down. And if you're busy, great party trick, buy and replate. Hey, shh. I'm a total fan of that. Not enough people talk about it. Oh my gosh. It is the unhidden party. It's the hidden party trick that everybody does and nobody talks about. Total fan of the plate job then, if purchased. You need to explain the buy and replate. So go to the grocery store, go up to the deli counter. They have the potato salad, the broccoli salad, the cheese tray, cheese and meat tray, the pre-cut veggie tray, you know, the stuff that you would never buy normally. But when you're in a pinch or you're running or you say, hey, what can I bring to my friend's house for this party? Or, man, I really want to add this at the last minute. Run to the store, grab it, replate that thing. That's right. Nobody needs to know about it. Discard Put that the potato plastic salad thing in the in, recycling. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yep. Has never to be seen again. Nobody knows about it. Doctor it if you want to. Nobody cares. Nobody knows. Nobody needs to be the wiser. You can be like me. You can brag about it. One of our favorite <laughs> parties we had, one of the favorite parties that we did was takeout party. I love this. Pot Actually, luck takeout party. I'm not quite sure any of our guests love this as much as we did. So if you want to come to a takeout potluck party, we need to know. Please send us a message. But I thought this was genius. It was a blast. There was one rule of potluck takeout party. You could not make it yourself. Do not cook. You Do had not to prepare. pick up a phone and order it. You had to go get it. You had to go through a drive through window. You had to obtain it from somewhere else other than your own kitchen. So, like, we, I went and bought, like, 40 double cheeseburgers and put them in a crack pot. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I think we ordered pizza, too. <laughs> yep. Someone did go to Panera and get salad, so there was still a healthy the option. Healthy choice option. <laughs> Not that we're, like, into that on the weekends, but, <laughs> yes. Take out potluck party. If you want to be part of that, please send us a note. Bad things we do. I, I think that things we failed at early on was getting overly stressed. You said something about, I set my standard to how I want the house to look, so I work to get it there. If you have a standard that may be difficult to reach, Mm -hmm. you might need to own more of that to make your partner. For me, that has been helpful for me. Yeah, so if you expect things in a certain way and your partner is not on board with that, then you're going to have to take care of it yourself. I really believe in that. Or ask them. Or tell them why it's so important, but you know, to kind of demand it, I think is 
the challenge the challenging part is trying to demand it or not even outlining it either yes just being mad when there's a cup by the sink because how dare you think it's okay to leave any dishes out when someone is coming over for dinner so something like that what does success look like outlining what success looks like to you oh like before the party yeah like you know if you need help with how the home is going to look inside then i need an outline of what success looks like Mm -hmm. because my success might be different than yours and it is actually not might be it's well different uh, I would say another bad things we, thing we do is trying to make a dish for the first time. We We've talked that through. Worked through that though. <laughs> you don't like how involved I am in the hosting sometimes, particularly this party. I run a gambling game in the middle of the party, so you know it's a golf tournament. We bet on closest to the pin. It's fun. It, everybody can get involved. I get a bunch of one dollar bills. I'm the bank and the dealer and the house, and we have a good time. And Sarah doesn't like how enthralled the game can get. As and in I, Bud ignores everyone who's not playing so he can run the game. We have like 12 or 15 people playing at one time, though. It's not like a small game. I think that's an exaggeration. Not that much. <laughs> but yes. I was regularly dueling out 12 and $15 pots. Okay. All right. <laughs> it, that'll be something, though. When young couples start entertaining together, just understanding that everybody handles socializing and hanging out with your guests differently. You know, maybe one partner really does want to kind of spend a little bit more time in the kitchen and somebody else wants to more hang out with people and entertain everyone. You might observe that in the first couple events that you throw together and recognize when you do have those needs and that is something that you want to do and it's okay to divide and conquer. So I'm someone that likes kind of keeping up with the house and stuff during the party and making sure everything's refilled. So that's something that I tend to take on. Now I certainly would like Bud's help with that a little bit more than I usually get because he's so busy socializing. There's often not anything refilled or he's not checking on stuff a lot but well i grew up i show you the beer fridge once and then you can lead yourself to the water the next time here on out it's just a different attitude yeah you know and and i think that's more of a for me it's more of the fun you know because i don't want to obsess over every little detail during the moment i want to also experience the party and have fun myself too that's why we're doing it yes and we will deal with the aftermath afterwards of the cleanup and everything else yes that's actually a really good point a friend of mine gave advice recently that everyone looks to the host for cues about how much fun they're having at their own party and if you want everyone to have a good time you better have fun yourself and That was actually uh, advice she was giving me when I was about to go host a webinar, just saying, stop being so nervous. You need to have fun leading your webinar. But it certainly is really good as the root advice also to make sure that you're having a good time and other people have a good time too. That's awesome. That is good advice. I love that. All right. How can we keep doing better? What have we learned? I think one of the things that some like cleanup you know, it, it clean on the way of getting ready, cleanup is just as important too. And I think like, ooh, perfect example. For this party, you pulled out like seven paper plates. And you're like, 
shoot, I forgot the paper plates. And then you pulled out like 40 plastic plates and I bells and whistles went off and was the party wasn't time to start yet. And I was like, no way are we, no way are we getting involved in doing dishes. Zero plan. There's more, less time and effort to run to the grocery store and get more or ask somebody to bring some that's not yet here than it is to start using those suckers. That was a also a separate issue because I have a problem with just throwing things away. So I'd like to see if we can get to less waste for our party. But that's probably something we should strategize on together if we're going to use. No, biodegradable plates in or something. You can't have like you can't serve fifty hot dogs on plastic plates. I love you, babe. But there were picnic too much, plates. Too many dishes that need to get done. We have a dishwasher. Not for that many plates. <sighs> this sounds <laughs> like a conversation for next year. <laughs> Zero waste golf watching party. Fingers, hands, wash oh, things that don't require don't, a plate. Yep. Things that don't require a plate. There we go. We won't we can offer individually plates. wrap every single hot dog no, in aluminum foil. No, that's waste. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing dishes. Oh Do anything to avoid doing oh dishes. Oh my god. Which is also a good point that, like, when people are leaving, you're supposed to tell them no. You don't want any help. Leaving what? The parties. Like, oh, can we help you clean up? Like, you're supposed to tell them no. Yeah. I'm don't s- we? We do. I'm not so sure if that shouldn't change. <gasps> like in entertaining in general? Yes. That's fascinating. That everyone should offer to help each other clean up. Well, like you should offer for sure. And if you're, I mean. Yeah, you don't want to be the first jerk that's like, yes, will you help me clean up? Can everyone like wash a few dishes before you leave? No, well, it's like the right it's like the right person, the right friend, family members often get suckered into doing this too. But like, it's okay to ask for a little bit of help because two people doing breakdown for a party can take two hours when four people can take 35 minutes. Right. That's true. So, we had a lot of furniture to move. Not not that it's anyone's fault that no. we did it all ourselves, but it would have been faster. So those are things that are like, if somebody offers and they're the right person and the right time and the right point in the night i think that it's not that it is okay to kind of say yeah i would love that would really help me out for sure and like maybe just like a couple things even it's like like this and this would really help me okay so in the spirit of (laughs) non-traditional entertaining and not following traditional manners someone was just telling me about the concept of a crappy dinner party have you heard of this no i'm excited though so It was an article that was getting passed around on Facebook that everyone was linking to. And it talked about how we always think if we're going to have people over, it has to be this fabulous dinner party and everything needs to be just so. And you really have to like host and entertain and have your house picked up. And, you know, everything has to be perfect and you have to cook a meal that takes all day, blah, blah, blah. And the author of this article said that she realized that because she had such high standards for inviting people over, she just never did it. And so she lived in the same town with friends of hers that she barely saw because she didn't want to go through the effort of picking up after her kids and putting together a meal and putting together a great dinner party. So she decided 
that she and a group of friends were going to implement the crappy dinner party. And that meant that they were just going to show up at each other's houses unannounced and they had to make something that was in the freezer. So there was no pre-planning allowed, no picking up of any toys, and it was just friends getting together with no expectations. And I just, I thought that was so cool. And apparently all of Facebook thought it was cool too. Just the idea that, you know what, we really should connect with our friends more mindfully and with lower standards so that we actually see them instead of keep saying, we should get together sometime. Yep. We've done the impromptu dinner with our neighbors a couple of times and just yeah. showing up. Yeah. That's easy. Well, we didn't just show up well, at their door, like, but it was like we... Two hours. Yeah. We what picked up tonight? some extra meat at yeah. the market and we're going to grill it up if you want to come over. That's so cool. So we'll include the link to that crappy dinner party article in the show notes, but I, I think it's it. super I th- cool. I'm, I'm, we might have to do a follow-up to this of how how you were able to survive. Rule number one, no housework is to be done but prior to guest arrival. Uh, did you find the article? I found a article. That's awesome. <laughs> Menu must be simple, not involved in a special grocery shop. You must wear whatever you happen to have on. No hostess gifts allowed. You must act like you are surprised when your friend and her family just happen to show up at your door. <laughs> Uh, so that's one way to keep doing better is ask for help and uh, have realistic expectations and also i made a note one thing to that we can keep doing better is keep hosting the same party because then we just kind of we know what to expect we know what we need to do and it's really easy to plan the menu and just like tweak something small for the next year people can kind of rely on it and expect to come. So I like how we've been doing that. And I think that's been working. I think the last thing I'll say too, is that if you are something inevitably will happen at the party, like a mistake that I made, which was like rain's coming. And I looked at Sarah was like, rain might be coming. Can you move the food? Oh, I don't think it was a question. Whoa, whoa. Oh, Incorrect on the retelling of this story. Hey, I think some rain's going to be coming. You probably should move that food inside. (laughs) I was hosting our friends. Because you were busy running the gambling game. I was hosting our friends. (laughs) And you know what? I kind of knew that that was your role for the moment. And it actually didn't really make me mad. Like, I was a little irritated. This is the point I'm getting at. The thing is that last year I was really irritated when you started hosting the gambling game and I felt like you didn't have time to do anything else. This year I expected it. So when you said you you should probably move the food inside, I was like, okay, I'm on it. So you can keep doing what makes you happy. But it was funny because a friend of ours got up and she was like, was that okay with you that he just bossed you around like that? Because I can go say something to him. Like, I can't, I can't believe it. And I was like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So, so, so that was bad form on my part. I've acknowledged it, and I appreciate your reaction to it. And to, I think the whole point of, it, of that, this brief subject is that something like this will happen. Which causes tension between you and exactly. your partner. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be this exact scenario. It can be anything at all. It doesn't, you know, somebody looked at you the wrong way. Somebody farted. Somebody spilled a drink. It doesn't matter. Anything can happen. And just to like what you said, your guests take cues from you on how much fun you're having. Don't let this little small step while you're in a big group of your close friends at a ho- at your house partying 
derail the night. Oh, that's a good point. Because he could have gotten derailed. Like, you oh, could have totally. turned around and said, you move the food, bro. Yeah. Or various stronger words. And I mean, I'm trying to keep it clean. Thank you. I think we've all seen situations where couples have started like butting heads in front of a big group of people, and it's really awkward for everybody. So and that's a all, good thing to remember. And at the same time, we all act surprised by it too. It's like you were stressed getting set up, you're stressed having everybody come over, you're stressed about the future holds of all the cleanup that you're going to have to do too. So there are a lot of things that are stressful around this party hosting process. We shouldn't really be surprised that there aren't a couple things that you butt heads on. Just saying that, let them go in the moment. These are all things that you can come back to. None of it needs to be solved right now. I'm a big solver right in the moment. This isn't one of the scenarios that's probably most efficient to solve it in front of your really close personal friends. Yeah, I I'm so glad you said that because you can totally kind of make a mental note and just have a conversation later. Hey, honey, do you remember when you said this? And you it can didn't properly feel good phrase for me. it so that I hear exactly what I said. Yes, <laughs> you can remember it properly. Question, and that I can solve it for the next go round. Exactly, and you have to trust that your partner will listen and will be willing to solve it once you have that conversation, so that you don't feel like in the moment you have to jump down their throat and make sure that they hear you out. So it might be something to set up as ground rules before your event. Hey, you know, if anything happens, I'm glad, I'm still glad we're doing this together and let's make sure to talk about it after the party's over. So we like to end every episode with a actionable challenge, something that you can implement today for your relationship. And I would like to ask everybody to throw a crappy dinner party. <gasps> I just learned about that today in this podcast, probably like you folks have too. And I think that it's a good idea because we are, you know, studies show that we're more connected and more lonely than we ever have been before. And I really like the concept that our high standards are getting in the way of seeing our friends more often. And yeah. I think that we should break that down. I think the crappy dinner party is a great process and plan to do that. We haven't officially thrown a crappy dinner party. We have. Are we going to? We have participated in some versions of it, but we probably should throw one. I mean, oh, we kinda, I mean if you if you say don't call out anyone, and and now everyone's going to be like, are they calling our dinner party? No, a crappy I'm thinking dinner party? about like just just hey, showing we, up at your just neighbor's showing up house, at yes. your neighbor's house, like that. It's that it's relatively like. It's six o'clock now. Uh, we'll have dinner ready at seven and come by. Yeah. You know, I love that, that that kind of I mean, that's a version of a crappy dinner party for sure. Yeah. So I I would like to ask everybody to consider doing that. I think it's a great idea and you know, like I said, studies show more lonely than we ever have been before, even though we're more connected and should take a chance to get connected more often. That sounds great. I love it. Thank you. Thanks, honey. So for today. Thanks for joining us, and you stay classy. Confident couples. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us for the Confident Couples podcast. If you want to help create more confident couples, share this episode. Post a screenshot on your social media and tag us at Bud and Sarah on Instagram. 
For show notes for this episode and even more good stuff and advice, head to our website at budandsarah.com. We'll see you soon.